Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. When I travel to help local churches to build the temple and the house of God, I'm very a believer of building the local church because I believe that the local churches are the answer to society. If we have good, strong churches, people in that society will be blessed and the family come in, they will learn the way of God, they will be trained, and not only in that generation, but in the generation to come. So it's a privilege and honor to build local churches, strong church without blemish, without wrinkle or strain, but holy and pure. In the process of building local churches, the servant in the church need to grow up, need to become more mature, need to learn how to serve God together. Many of us did not grow up in the church. We, many of us are first-generation Christians. So, we learn from mistakes sometimes. We don't know everything. And the Holy Spirit tried to show us things so that we can grow and learn together. One thing that I'd like to encourage all of you is that make sure that we all will not stay like a time after we come to know God long enough, we feel that, oh, I know everything. I've gone through this years and years. Oh, I have seen that before. With that attitude, we may be stagnant and we may not learn new things from God or from the Bible. So I make decision that I wouldn't be new wise skin all the time. I'm open to learn. I'm open to change. I'm open to be transformed by God. I don't want to be old wise skin. Every year, I need to move on. I need to grow up. I need to learn more. So that's why in our church, you notice that every year we come up with a series of teaching. Because God taught me something new, and then I will teach that topic deeper. We want to move further to grow up deeper in the things of God. Like a few years ago, we learned about great grace. We learned in detail about the grace of God. And it's still stuck in my heart now. What is the grace of God? I need to depend on the grace of God. And then God showed me next one about how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Oh, that is my lifestyle now. So, you see, I don't want to stay the same way like 10 years ago. I want God to change me from glory to glory to glory. New things that he teach me. I learn new things. It's so fun to grow and to change and don't stay the same way years after years. Also, I want to remind you that don't take God for granted. Don't take people that God put over you for granted. Sometimes with the familiarity, with the church, with the people, we begin to treat each other for granted. We don't respect each other anymore. We may do things that not 
very honorable. We should always honor one another. We always honor the anointing of one another and treat each other with respect and honor. So we need to keep that in mind all the time. Last night, a new believer talked to me in the care group and sound like God is speaking to him a lot. And at the end of the conversation, I say to this young man, I say, you know, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. In order to walk with God and run the race to the end, you need to make sure you keep these few things in your life. Number one, this is from the Holy Spirit last night. Number one, you need to always ask yourself, are you walking in love? Two, are you living in purity? Whatever you say, whatever you do, it's pure or with hidden agenda. Is it destructive to people or is very pure and built up? You need to walk in love, in purity. Number three, I say that you need to always honor Jesus Christ. Everything you do is not about yourself. It's not about my ministry, my name. It's all about Jesus. And number four, I told this new believer, if you want God to use you to the end, you need to stay humble all the days of your life. Humble, love, purity, and honor Jesus. I don't want this new believer to one day get lost into pride and do something bad. Um, because when people start to be successful and gifted, what happens? Pride comes in. And then they begin to lift themselves up. And they forget that this is all about soul, about love, about people, about Jesus, not about me at all. I would like to read Psalm 139, verse 14. Psalm 139, verse 14 from New King James Version. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows everything. As a servant of God, we need to have this attitude. When we look at our brother and sister in the church, we need to look with the lens of the Word of God or the Holy Spirit. The Word here say, we, each of us, were fearfully and wonderfully made. We need to look at our brother and sister in the church that they are valuable and they are wonderfully made. They are precious in the Lord. Always see the value of everybody who come to church and come into your ministry, into your care group. Always look at the people with that eyes. Wow, you are so unique. You're so special. You have the gift that I don't have. Lately, God speaks to me a lot about giftings and about the differences of people. God put us in the church with different gifts and different talents and ability. We are wonderfully made by God to be so different. I'm so different from Pastor Da, in fact. I was created by God to be a neurosurgeon and to be a pastor. Pastor Da cannot be a neurosurgeon. It's not her calling. 
But at the same time, I could not do what Pastor Dai is doing. I could not sing. She can join the choir. I cannot join the choir. So think this way. Look at the quality and the value of people. Don't push people down. Don't discriminate people. Don't think that they are not important in the church. Everybody is important. And if you can help them discover their gifts, their calling, and support them to rise up as much as we can, to get them to the next level, to excel and to flourish in their gifting. Oh, can you imagine how the kingdom of God is going to be? Going to be growing and expanding because everyone used that gift and used their talents and we all respect each other, we value each other, we really appreciate and thankful for our brother and sister in the church. That should be the attitude of every Christian if we want to serve the Lord. Instead of judging, pointing finger, and say, oh, you are bad in this. No, you are good in this. God can use you in this area. Amen? And if we can keep that attitude, I believe God will send in more people to help us. Because he knows that we are a safe place. When people show up, those people will not be abused, will not be looked down upon, will not be ignored or not cared for. All the people will be used by God in the church. This is how I live. I, when I look at people in the church, I always try to find the good strength of that person and want that person to get involved as much as he or she can. The more people involved, the better. Teamwork. Amen? So from now on, promise God, you're going to look at your brother and sister as valuable and wonderfully made person and see their value and encourage them to rise up to the maximum of their talents and their gift and calling and passion. Amen? We are here to help each other, not to pull each other down. Amen. So if they can do better than me, give to them. <laughs> you do it. I support you. Don't try to hold and, no, no, this is my ministry. Who are you? You come later than me. I've been sitting in the church here for 30 years. When you just came in, come in one year ago. Don't take my position. We should not think that way. We should always encourage people to rise up and to get involved and we can move on to do other things. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 6 in New Living Translation. A gracious woman gains respect, but ruthless men gain only wealth. I want to emphasize the word gains and the word respect. Gains respect. When we serve God, it's so important that people respect us. Not only the believers, but the unbelievers as well. The unbelievers need to respect us because otherwise, when we preach the gospel, they will not listen to us. Respect needs to be earned. You cannot force people to respect you. You cannot force people to honor you. You need to earn the respect. That's why the Bible says, a gracious woman gains respect. 
I give you just example right now. It's just happening in half an hour. Pastor Da, this morning went out. Uh, I was busy recording teaching. When I finished, I called her. Where are you? She said, "I went to the mall to buy a very good gift." And I say, "Why?" Because this afternoon, from two to five, she set up a baby shower for a non-member lady who got pregnant. But her mom has been in our church for. I think 20 years. I operated on her. She was my patient. She came to church, got saved, and never left the church since then. Her mom, the mom of this lady, was really committed and faithful to this church all 20 years. Pastor Da said that I want to be gracious to her daughter, even though the daughter rarely, rarely show up in our church. She set up a very nice baby shower for the daughter, bought car seat for the baby, went out this morning to buy all the food, cooked, and make sure that the baby shower this afternoon going to be excellent for this young lady who rarely came to our church. Does Pasada have to do it? No. She can give all the excuses. Oh. Uh, I don't know this young girl. She rarely come to church. Why I have to spend my money, my time, my energy to set up baby shower? But Pastor Da chose to be gracious. If you want to be successful in the ministry, you need to be generous and gracious to people. You win people's heart by being generous. You feed them, you show good to them. Amen. Amen. Do good to them, help people, because that's how you gain respect. Good leaders are generous. Good leaders are gracious to people. Always think about what I can give, what I can help to be gracious to people. If our team members or our brother and sister respect one another, love one another, despite their backgrounds, the kingdom of God will go further, faster. More people will come into the kingdom because everyone get involved and everyone respects one another. Therefore, may the Holy Spirit really change all of us to be gracious people. To be generous people, I was reading the scripture in Second Corinthians chapter eight. Oh, it was so convicting to me. I studied the Bible to preach, talking about abounding in liberality, or in other words, riches in generosity. Apostle Paul said that the people in Macedonia. Was very generous with joy, even though they were poor, they were lacking money, but they were still very abundant in joy and generous. They very riches in generosity or liberality. When I read that scripture, it's so convicting to me. 
if we want to expand the kingdom, we need to gain respect from people. People will not listen to our preaching if they don't like us. You can preach the truth, but they shut their ear right away. In order for people to open their ears to listen, you need to be gracious to people. Respect needs to be earned. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 13, people who despise advice are asking for trouble. Please listen to advice. Otherwise, you're asking for trouble. Those who respect a command will succeed. How are people going to listen to a good, godly command if they don't respect you? You cannot help people if they don't respect you. So we need to earn the respect. We need to be gracious, do good to people, find the opportunity to sow the seed of love, sow the seed of finances, sow the seed of service and help. Be gracious. When we talk about gracious, do they deserve it? Does this young lady that come to my house this afternoon deserve to have a baby shower from me and Pasada in my home and have a car seat from Pasada? No. We have no relationship. She never did anything good to us. And only that, basically, this lady cannot do anything for us at all. Never serve in this church. Never come to pay tithe. But Pasada still gracious and willing to give and cook and open the home. I'm so proud of my wife. She is a very godly woman that she is so generous and very gracious to people. Amen? And when we are respected, we say something that is good for their life, they will listen to us. The work of the gospel is about building people up, saving souls, making disciples, transforming people's lives to become like Jesus. All these three things require respect. People need to listen to us. Amen? I really want to see our church member grow up more. Thank God we are not too bad. We are not very immature or very carnal people. But I think we have more rooms to grow. Every time I study the Bible and I write a sermon, I feel this way. God going to stretch New Hope International Church and me to another level. <laughs> this is how I feel all the time. I think we are good already to year 2018. But now God going to stretch us more to the next level. We need to stretch more to be more gracious, more loving, more faith, more love. God is going to keep stretching us to become more like Jesus Christ. Are we allowing God to stretch us? I hope you are allowing him. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11 from New Living Translation. Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrong. You can earn respect by controlling your temper. Don't blow up easily. Anytime you start to have bad attitude, negative feeling, push it down. Be gentle to people. Be faithful. Be nice to people. Don't let it blow up. 
If you ask me, does Pastor Lau sometimes get very mad? I tell you the truth. I sometimes get very mad. Actually, we just have some incident these past two days that I have to admit to you, I was very mad. But I and Pastor Da have to calm down and control our emotion, and we did not react that much. We just stay calm, be nice. I wrote the email, very gentle email to that person, even though. Inside me, I want to blow up and call that person and pull on the shirt and say, "Hey, what are you doing?" But I cannot do that. I need to control my temper, and I need to earn respect by overlooking wrong. Pastor Da said to me, "Honey, just overlook that weakness of this person." Forgive and let it go, and pray that God will change this person's attitude. This person is not in this room, so don't worry. It's not about you at all. About this group of people, you are not involved with this. This is about something else, somewhere else. Okay, not about you at all. We need to control our temper. We need to overlook wrong things in people's life and continue to be gracious to people. Amen. Everyone say respect. Everyone say earning. Look at another one. First John three sixteen. First John three sixteen. By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our life for the brethren. The ministry, the life of ministry. Is all about love. Jesus loved us. That's why He laid out His life for us. Do you check your own heart every day? Why do you serve God? Why do you get involved in a ministry? What is the motivation of your service? What is your motivation? Check, examine your life every day. Is to show off that I can speak well, I can sing well, I can do computer. Oh, I'm great at this. Oh, you see, I have more people join me now. Oh, you see, how great I am. Is that the motivation? The best motivation of the ministry is love. We love everyone, even the unlovely. If we really love, we will not produce any strife. We will not form a group, gang, group, 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 and fight each other. We're gonna try to build unity, that people will love one another. We will promote love, promote unity. We will not promote strife or grouping of people to fight each other. Love always promote unity, and love will protect each other's back. You protect my back, I protect your back. If somebody attack me, you say stop right now. Don't say bad things about my pastor. In the same way, if somebody talk bad about you, I will say stop now. 
you cannot do this to my brothers. Love cover the multitude of sin. Amen. Amen. Love protect one another. Love builds unity. Sometime in order to walk in love in the church, we have to lose a battle in order to win the war. You understand? Do I say it right way? You lose the battle. Sometimes you're willing to lose, to let that person win, but eventually you win the whole war. You get the kingdom of God moving on again. But if you keep fighting, fight, 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 everyone gonna lose <laughs> because there is a division. There is also resentment and anger and. Bitterness in the church. We need to keep building love and unity, not fighting and resentment and anger in the church. Philippians chapter two, verses one to fifteen. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy. You notice that Paul emphasized a lot about love, mercy, fellowship with the Spirit. Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, unity, love. Wow! Paul wrote this letter to correct the people in Philippi. Don't fight. Don't attack one another. Be of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. Don't do anything with self-promotion or pride. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Always think that our brother is better than me. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Jesus gave up a lot. He gave up being God in heaven to come down. He was so humble, taking the form of a born servant and coming into the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and those in heaven, and of those on earth, and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation. It means keep growing. Don't stop growing. Don't be all white skin. Keep pressing in to grow in your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, 
and you may become blameless and harmless. We don't harm anybody. We should be blameless people. Children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Oh, powerful writing from Paul. I love it. He emphasized love, unity, working together as a team. Think about other people benefit more than you. Humble yourself. Consider other people better than you. I think we should read this scripture on a regular basis to remind us how we can work together as a team in the church. Amen. How we should relate to one another. This is a powerful passage of the scripture. Humble, love, unity. Don't complain. Don't dispute. Don't fight. Keep peace, shalom. Keep unity. Work together. Amen? Keep that all the time. And if we become more mature, we're going to live that way. We will live in love, unity, and humility all the time. Psalm chapter 24, verses 3 to 4. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. Another one that we need to do in serving the Lord. We need to have clean hands and pure heart. We need to make sure our heart is pure and our hands are clean. I want to emphasize that in our ministry, we will not do anything crooked, cheating, or anything illegal. We should have clean hands. Legally, financially, one of our Thai members, she shared last Sunday, she walked into a bank with $1,800 to put money in the bank, U.S. bank. She walked out with her book, and the book says she deposited $500,000. Her friend, who is a non-believer, said right away, uh, Sister, I think you should run away from this place as soon as possible because you're going to get $500,000. I'm not sure she's going to get that or not, but the temptation, they may eventually come back to her and say, No, you don't give five hundred. dollars but legally, she got $500,000 in her book, in, in the computer. The bank worker made mistake. Her friend told her, get out of here as soon as possible. You, and she wants to buy a house. So this is like, ooh, $500,000, I can buy a house. She walked back in and asked for manager and handed the book back and said, your worker make a mistake. I deposited only $1,800. The manager checked, and eventually they corrected the problem. The manager and the person who put in the wrong number wrote a letter to her and said, thank you so much for getting me out of problem. Because otherwise, 
the worker gonna be in trouble with the bank, may lose the job. I'm so proud that this lady was so honest and have a pure heart, clean hands. She will not cheat money. I want to say this: that if we're gonna serve God to the end, let us serve God in holiness, purity. Like what Jesus said, "I'm gonna build my church holy and pure, without wrinkle, without blame, and without stain." That's my goal. I am Pastor Da. My goal to build this church and churches all over the world to be the holy bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Live a holy life. Don't cheat. Don't do anything wrong. Be honest with your money. Be honest to the government. Don't cheat the government. Pay your taxes. Pay your bills. Pay your debt. Don't try to be goofy, to be cunning, to do anything wrong. Just be straightforward. Otherwise, you work with the devil, because the devil is cunning and cheating. You want to, if you want the grace of God to be on your life, you need to really follow God's way. Amen. My goal is that I will live a holy life. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.